Good morning, Tabernacle of Praise. Happy Sabbath. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm so happy to rejoice and be glad in it this morning. We invite you to stand this morning as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, come on. We could do better than that. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. The choir sound good this morning. The band sounded good. There. Come on, we could give God a praise this morning. Can we just worship him and magnify him this morning? The King of kings, the Lord of lords. It is indeed a blessing to be here today on this beautiful Sabbath morning. God is good. And all the time. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're experiencing right now. It doesn't matter because God is still good. And he is still amazing. Come on, somebody. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we serve a God that changes not. Amen? That he doesn't deal with me based off of how you feel about me. Come on, somebody. He don't look at how you feel or look at what you think think or listen to what you say, but God loved me based off of his unconditional love for me. Help me, Lord, right there. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me because I come to realize he didn't have to do it. But I'm so glad that he did. I think there's a song that says something like that. He didn't have to do it. 
but I'm so glad that he did, that he didn't leave me on the side of the road. When my belly was empty, he filled it. Hallelujah. When I didn't have a roof over my head, he sheltered me. I thank God for loving me, and I give God all praise, honor, and glory. We want to take this opportunity to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise, to our online visiting family, friends, and guests. We want to say thank you for taking time out to come and just spend with us today. We know that in this digital age, you could click that button and go somewhere else. But let me just say this while I have your attention. Um, if you decide that you do want to click a button, go ahead and click it to invite somebody. Come on, somebody. Click that button to invite somebody to come and be a part of this worship experience. We want to say thank you. God bless you. And we want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise, to our visiting family and friends that are in the house. Come on, somebody say in the house. In the house. Amen. We want to welcome you. Thank God for you. We have a guest here by the name of Angela Taylor. If you're here, can you just wave your hand? Sister Taylor in the back, back there. Praise God for you. Want to welcome you to Tabernacle of Praise. Welcome you to the top. Amen. Somebody say the top in the house. The, the top, the top. We want to welcome you, Sister Angela. We pray that your experience here with us will be a great one and that this is not your first time and last time. Amen. But we welcome you here to Tabernacle of Praise. Anyone else visiting with us for the first time? This is your first time here and we didn't get your name. We want to make sure that we recognize you in the house today. God is good. We thank God for you on today. We're in a new month. I want to stop right there because I run past myself at times. We just, we, this is December the 2nd. We've entered into another month. Anybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving? You had a good Thanksgiving? Our, our November babies, now we're in our December month. And we want to take this time to recognize all of our December babies. Amen? Amen. Do we have any this? They, they, amen. All behind me back there. Amen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How many is that? Five of you guys back here? Six? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Anybody in the audience? I think all the birthday, all the December babies are up here. Anybody out here? Anybody celebrating a birthday this month? Thomas. Brother Thomas. Amen. I'm not going to ask you your age, but I am going to just go around real quick, fast and in a hurry, and just ask you what day of this month? What, what? Okay, jump on in there, sister. Next Friday. Tomorrow. Amen. Friday. And who's next? 21st. Mason and Thomas. And our daughter's is on the 10th, right? Now, uh, my daughter, she, she wants to make sure that we don't get the 10th and the 25th mixed up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Same here. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we don't get those days mixed up. But can we just sing happy birthday to our December babies? This Amen. Happy birthday. celebrate birthdays. You also want to take the time out to celebrate any anniversaries in the month of December. Any anniversary. Any, I see a hand in the back. Deacon? Deacon Rackley? 
How many years? I'm going to throw you on the spot. I know she's not here to hold you to it, so just throw a number at us. 13. He said, I got it right. <laughs> 13 years. Amen. Thank God for 13 years. Anyone else celebrating an anniversary in the month of December? Anyone behind me? Amen. Will we celebrate you, um, Deacon Rackley, and pray that you will have many more, um, and I'm going to say many more wonderful um, years um, with your queen. God bless you. At this time, we do want to remind you that um, we are here every uh, Sabbath um, at 930 for Sabbath school. want to encourage you to come out to be a part of that amazing class. Um, we just got back in the house. Amen. Um, we, were, we were worshiping together on the phone and now we're back in person. So we want to encourage you if you're um, free to come out at 930. Um, we're here going through the word of God, um, cracking open the Bible, just having a wonderful time. Um, and if you are a new beginner, if you're not that well diversed in the word of God, we do have a beginner's class that I teach. Um, and so we want to encourage you to come and be a part of our amazing Sabbath school. Also, we want to remind you that um, at the end of this month, we'll be doing a district day right here. You'll hear more about that where um, Lighthouse will be here fellowshipping with us. Amen. Um, we're going to look at a joint service. We're looking for a high time, a high time on December the 30th, as well as, and you'll hear more about this date, um, December the 16th. Um, December 16th, this amazing choir behind me will be um, doing a concert. Come on, uh, musicians over here, they've been putting a lot of energy into this thing, a lot of energy. So we want to let you know there are some there are some flyers on the on the back, so we do ask if you would grab some of those and just pass the word along. Um, share that message with your family and your friends. Uh, matter of fact, our trusty, faithful uh, usher is passing those out as I speak. Praise God. So we want you to let your family and friends know that we'll be here on December the 16th where we'll be worshiping in, in the beauty of spirit and in truth celebrating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, at this time, we do ask that you would just bow your heads with us as we go before the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Father, you are truly an amazing God. Um, without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we want to say thank you for loving us. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Um, we recognize, uh, Father God, that without you, we can do nothing. So as we enter into this worship experience, not that you're not already here, God, uh, but we want to say, Father, do what you do. Clean us up. Help us to be more like you. And let us not leave this sanctuary the same way we came. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Thank you for our family and friends, our guests that are online, that are here in the physical space, each member, each family. We love you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again.
Jesus, look down 
away in a manger. Our Christ came in a lowly state to give us an opportunity to give our life over to him. I mean, go figure. The one who gave us life, the one who created us and made us in his image, is giving us an opportunity to give our life to him. It seems like to me we he already have our life considering he gave us life but that's how gracious he is to us to to give us an opportunity to choose to make a choice to make a conscious decision to worship him I didn't get it long time ago but but I, I get it now that God loved us so much that he said I don't want you to be locked in because of my doing. I think the relationship will work best if you choose to come. I think we can get more out of a relationship when it's a mutual thing versus one-sided. I said all that to say it's prayer time. And that's why we come to this God, this King, because he loves us unconditionally and he's able to deal with whatever problems we have. Whatever issue we're dealing with, whatever hurt, whatever perplexities, whatever drama, whatever uncertainties, he is a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or even imagine. And so I'm so thankful that we're able to come to this God in prayer. So as we pray, we invite you to come for those that choose to come to the altar. We invite you to come a little closer. And and as you come, we want to remember Sister Milana uh, this morning. Kaya this morning, Sister Milana is in the ICU. I spoke with the grandmother this morning and we want to lift her up in prayer. We also want to remember our very own Brother Andre McKenzie, who was here with us, who lost his great nephew on yesterday. Uh, Brother EJ, we were praying for EJ. We want to lift him up in prayer, his grandmother family. We also want to remember uh, Deacon Starks over at Lighthouse who lost his grandfather on yesterday. Uh, was able to talk with him and pray with him. And it's good to see Brother LaFolia in the house who lost his mom on the other day as well. Pray with the brother and We want to remember Sister Angela Graves and family, Sister Alexandria Doyle and family, and all of those that are battling with health challenges and those are battling with loss, loved ones. As we draw close, I ask that as we bow and pray up here, that you will reverently and humbly bow your heads as we approach God's throne. 
and prayer is prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. For you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But Father, with you, we are more than conquerors. It's not because I said so, but because of the word of God declares it. And so as we approach you, Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will forgive us, first of all, of all of our sins. We ask, oh God, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily through our hearts and our minds that everything we say or everything we do or wherever we go, your name will be glorified. Father, we have a list of individuals that need your touch today. Individuals that have lost loved ones this morning. A young lady, young baby, um, Malena, one years of age, oh God. I see you battling with health challenges. We ask, oh God, that you will cover her like never before. We ask, oh God, that you will touch her with your healing hands in the name of Jesus. Father God, because we recognize and know that you have power and healing in your wings. We ask that you will be with our family and friends that are battling with loss this morning, oh God. Brother LaFolia and Brother Andre and Deacon Starks that are feeling the loss of their loved ones, oh God. While, Father, we ask that in the midst of this difficult time that you will show yourself strong, that you will let them see your face in the midst of the tears, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the, 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 the hurt, that they could see you, God. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you will stop by each bedside this morning of those that are battling with sickness, be with Sister Alexandria this morning. Cover her in the name of Jesus, oh God. We ask that you would be with Sister Graydon this morning as well in the name of Jesus. That you would touch her, guide her, be with Flossie this morning, oh God, in the family. We ask your covering over them in the name of Jesus. Be with my family this morning. Hold us up ever before thee. Be with our top family in the name of Jesus, our family that are online, that are going through some things, oh God. Let them know that you have them. Let them know that coming to this, that this channel, Father God, was not an accident. That even showing up in this building was not an accident. But Father, you have a plan and a purpose for your children. So Father, do what you do, oh God. Shake us up, move us around, throw your weight around. And let us not leave this sanctuary, Father God, the same way we came. So speak to us through thy word. Speak to us through song. Speak to us through fellowship. Speak to us, O oh God, through thy word. Just speak, O oh God, and we will listen. We will not just listen, but we will follow. So we say thank you. We bless you. Father, be with those that are standing around this throne of altar, O oh God. That you will cover them. Those that are in their seats, cover them, oh God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. This we pray in your matchless son's name. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen and amen again. Hallelujah.
is it is something did something change up in here <laughs> oh, you said that's a shekinah glory oh okay i don't know where i've been living i wasn't in the shekinah glory all this time praise the lord i'm here now all right happy sabbath everyone so we have some housekeeping, not right, housekeeping things today. So we're going to start there. The first thing is this is December. It's the last month of the year. And so we want to square up with God. And we want to square up with God not because tithe and offering is a test of, um, of being saved, but because tithe and offering is an opportunity to trust. And we don't want to go out at the end of the year on our records, distrusted. We want to trust God. And so we want to square up. That means that if there's any um, tithe that you kind of paid your rent with or mortgage or any offering that you was like, well, I got to get my hair done so your hair look good for a week on God's offering, return it now. Let it go and watch God let it flow. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is that we're going to celebrate. That's right. That's right. The choir is getting ready. I understand that we have a, uh, songs written for us, for us. Nobody gets to have that. But I want to say last year it was so, so many people that came. So we're giving you five invitations. Okay, you guys got to get yours, so catch, us, catch up with us. So only five invitations, okay? So I know somebody going to say, well, I got 12 family members. I'm going to invite 12. Well, I'm going to say get here early because someone is going to do it. The doors, are at, they're going to come in at 11 o'clock. The procession will come in at 11 o'clock. So that means downstairs doors are going to be closed before 11 o'clock. So that we won't have a lot of people out there and the choir can come in and calmness, et cetera, et cetera. So everybody needs to get here by 1045, 1055 at the latest. Because if you don't have any seats, I'm going to let you know just up front, just being honest, Miss Carol will not give up her seat. I'm not going to do it. I will not give up my seat. So if you don't want to stand or, you know, have the deacons running around trying to find space, Make sure you get here by 10.55. What time? 10.55. All right, all right. Okay, now, so I want to share with you all a testimony. And um, some of you may have heard it and some of you may not have, but I want to share this with you. So on the prayer line, you know, I'm on the prayer line, and I'm the health and wellness coordinator, Jane and I are, for the Eastern Era Federations of Women's Ministries for the Central States Conference. That's a lot of words, Jane. Woo! But anyway, I so on the prayer line at 7 o'clock, I mean 7.15 in the morning, I'm up, uh, you know, it wasn't my will, but the Lord is good. So I'm up, and at the end, I usually give a nugget on mental health or sometime on phys physical health, like new, uh, new nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperature, and rest, trust in God. So I give a little nugget on that. So one day last week or a couple of weeks or before Thanksgiving, somewhere up in there, I was feeling like, mm. <sighs> is anybody really listening to me anyway? I mean, if I didn't show up on the line, would anybody really care? I mean, no one has said they were actually mentally healthier <laughs> since I've been doing this from the beginning of the year up until now. So 
oh, Lord, maybe I want the Lord said, you need to do your thing. And I was like, well, because he's right. You know, you say you're going to do it, do it, right? So anyway, so I was like, okay. So I got, I was tossing and twirling in the you know, bed and stuff. So, oh, now I'm late. It's not 7.15, it's 7.22. Then I'm thinking, may as well not go. And the Lord's like, get online. <laughs> get on that phone. So I got on the phone. And about a minute, maybe not even a minute, because time is really measured on the phone, maybe 30 seconds, somebody said, Mike is on the phone, just burst in to somebody's prayer, and he wants to kill himself. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, I hate to say it, professional first, legal liability, what is my liability here? You know, how could I possibly get sued? I'm sorry, but that's... I did think that. But I said, let me do it anyway. The meanwhile, two people start praying. Uh, uh, Patsy started praying, and then Toy prayed, and then there was silence. So I said, let me speak to Mike. Mike, are you on the phone? So Mike is on the phone. Now, I have to really realize, figure out, you wouldn't, but I did. Is he really going to kill himself? So he goes into, uh, how are you doing, Mike? He goes into this long spiel about, you know, his um, girlfriend, long, long thing about her. And then I said, when he finished talking and was tired, I said, praise the Lord, Mike. That is so awesome. You ought to thank God she's out of your life. What a wonderful blessing he has given you. Something completely unexpected. Imagine if you had married that woman and had children by her. You wouldn't know whose kids those were. Praise the Lord. And Mike was quiet. So then Mike goes back into it. And so he's getting ready to go back into this thing. It's like a trance, right? And so I interrupt with, Mike, do you have a weapon? And he was like, uh, yes. I said, what do you have? He said, I have a knife. I said, where is it? He said, it's in my hand. I said, okay, you have to move away from the knife, Mike. Move away from the knife. So then Mike was like, um, I didn't hear anything, but he came back with this story again and stuff. And so, you know, I said, well, Mike, how is killing yourself going to help? He said, well, then she's going to feel sad. I said, Mike, she won't feel sad. I'm sorry to tell you that. She will not feel sad. She doesn't feel sad now. She's doing all this stuff to you to hurt you. This would be the thing that makes her the happiest, that you went out because of her. What power she has. So she was kind of, he was quiet and quiet. I said, anyway, how does hurting your, you, she's hurting you, so you're going to hurt yourself? How does that work? So he was kind of quiet, and he went on back. So he was back trying to talk a little bit about it, but now it's not as much energy into it. And then he says, uh, I said, Mike, interrupts. He said, huh? I said, where is that knife? I threw it across the room. Okay, now I really believe in Mike, but it's good, right? He threw it across the room. I also had asked him, do you have some water? Get some water. We want cold water. Bring him out of that trance. I have some water sitting here by me. So we tell Mike, I said, Mike, we're going to stay on the phone with you until someone gets there. Who's coming? And he said, uh, my mother is coming. Then Coach K comes in. He said, Mike, if you want to say something to God, what would you say? And he went to cussing. Now, you know, this is, this is fun because all these church people are online, so I can cuss God out. He's cussing. 
And so we're just quiet. And then Coach K comes back with, he said, that's what I would say. Now, we're supposed to jump on that and say how wrong he is, et cetera, et cetera. But she said, you just told him, Mike, and he heard every word you said. And he was quiet. And then we continue on. She got information, place, where he was, et cetera, et cetera. We called the police. Somebody, this was in Nebraska. Someone in Nebraska called the police, sent them to his place. We were on the phone when the police got there. But before he left, he told us, he said, I wasn't really going to kill myself. I just wanted someone to talk to. And we said, the prayer line's here every morning. You're free to come and talk every morning. And I just want to say, that's what we all need to be doing. It happened to me. It's going to happen to you. Know what to do. And you, if you send up a, a quick prayer, because some of these people we can send them on into where we really don't, but by what we do, can pull them away or keep them there or move them forward. And so we really want to be able to know. And you can't possibly know everything. You just can't. So you have to get in tune with God. And I thought that Coach K did an excellent job with just coming back and saying, instead of coming back with, well, you can't talk to God like that because that would have been a problem. But she came back with, you just talk to him. And he, you can talk to God any way you choose to. And he hears you. So with that being said, you guys, we have so much to be grateful for. And we know that there are people out there who were, who, who were, who, um, were successful in dying by suicide last night. But it wasn't us, right? And then there are some people out there who will have a second chance, you know, because they didn't die by suicide. And we have the opportunity to resource people. And with that, they need to know that God loves them and that he is good. So I'm going to say it first, and then you make sure people out there beyond these walls, they got to know that God loves them. So God is good all the time. He is so worthy to be praised. And that's what the, this is all about. We have worked all year, all years, visiting the homeless, talking to our family members, being the peacemakers in the family. We have done what God has asked us to do. It is time to give God some praise. It is God to invite, it's time to invite others to give God some praise. We cannot not praise God because if we don't, the rocks will cry out in our places. So he's such a lovely guy. We're going to ask um, the deacons to come forward and give everybody just an opportunity to just praise God. Did you know that returning tithes and offering is a way of praising God? It's a way of saying, I trust you, Lord. It's a way of saying, invite him into your life in all areas. Cover me, Lord. Because I know you love me. Let's have a word of prayer. Most honorable Father, we're so grateful that you give us opportunities to work with other people, to work with their minds and their hearts. And Lord, we want to cover the um, outreach today for the homeless, dear Father. We prepare our hearts, put people in the places where we can reach them, and let the words that we say uh, coming from our mouth be acceptable in your sight. We ask that you would touch our offering 
and our tithes. Extend them, Lord, and let the reach of this money go beyond where we could ever do of ourselves, and that others may be so that others may be saved in your kingdom. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. He's such a good God. Have a great Sabbath.
Praise God. Thank you so much, uh, band. Come on, can we put our hands together for In the Pocket? In the Pocket. <laughs> 
Y'all know about that in the pocket. Y'all know about that. Praise God. And our praise team, our choir. Come on, let's put our hands for our choir. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. That was, that was what I needed right there. Sometime I'll be wanting to uh, just, just have y'all snatch another one out your hat just to, just to bless us one more again. But uh, we're going we gonna, to we gonna take that blessing and run with it. Come on, somebody. Um, so that was truly a, a blessing right there, um, knowing that Jesus turned our lives around. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Yes, from the waters. He lifted me. Hallelujah. And so we're so glad of that. Um, we want to jump right into our word today. Um, found in the book of Joshua, chapter 6. Joshua, Joshua, chapter 6. I am going to reach in my pocket so I can read the right verses. Amen. Because I tell you, it gets real. Joshua, yes, that's where we are. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. Joshua chapter 6, we want to read verses 1 through 7, and then we'll read verse 20 together. Let's do that. Um, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And verse 5 says, It shall come to pass... When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. Let's read verse 20 together. And so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. And the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took the city today. We just want to talk on just doing it God's way. Doing it God's way. 
Let's pray. Father, again, we're so thankful, blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to come before you. We ask now, as we have read the word, that now the word will speak to us. And speak to us even now, O God, through thy word. And let us not leave this space, O God, the same way. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. 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 Again, you may be seated in the presence of our God Almighty. Doing it God's way. You know, I'm reminded of uh, many years ago, and I'm sure we can probably all recall some moment or some time in our either Christian experience or not so Christian experience where you tried very desperately to do something in your own power or your own strength. It could be you've worked a job so long and you become familiar with the way things go and and because you've done it for so long and you've done it so well for so long that that nobody can tell you anything. anything. We, I'm sure that some of us, if not many of us, have been there where um, you knew uh, the way to go, but for some reason um, this new way seemed best. And so you struck out doing it your way. I, 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 I remember... Um, I'm, you know, um, I'm trying to, 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 to figure life out. And, and, and you may have been there, too, where you had a, a mother or a father, maybe a sister or a brother or some preacher or some pastor that, that tried to speak some encouragement into your life and to let you know that that's not the best way, uh, that may not be the best option, but for whatever reason, in our minds, we felt as if that was the best option. Many of us maybe even have entered into relationships where all the signs pointed towards run. But for some odd reason, it just wasn't making sense to you and you were doing it your way. Many of us have been there before. Uh, uh, we've tried it this way, we've tried it that way, we've tried all these ways, and every way we've tried, and it, you know, I've heard it said that when you, try, when you do something over and over again expecting a different result, that's, that's called, what is that called? Insanity. That's called being smart. I, I think it's called Insanity. And I believe if my, the spirit of the Lord that's moving in this place today, if I'm correct, I'm sure I can go from seat to seat, pew to pew. And I believe, I'm just saying, I'm not declaring I'm a prophet, I'm not that, but I believe every last one of us can share a story or two, some maybe three, some maybe four, of a time in your life where somebody told you, don't do it, and you did it anyhow. Now, this may be the time where you raise your feet up about two inches because I'm coming down your pew. The reality is, is that we've all ventured down that space where we tried it and we just knew it. You couldn't tell me. Mama told you, daddy told you, but you just in your God-gifted mind, your anointing was pushing you 
You prayed about it. We've been there. You've consulted God about it. And the reality is that was just you telling yourself that it was God speaking. I, I, I know you're okay. Maybe you need to raise them up a little bit higher, but I'm still coming because we understand here in the story that we just read with Joshua, God gave Joshua specific instructions on how to go about to take over the city. Now, one thing I've come to understand, family of God, I need you to follow with me because if I read the story correctly, not one time have I read in this story where Joshua asked God about the city. I, 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 I don't recall. I mean, you know, I'm the pastor. I get it and I've been to school, but, 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 but I could be wrong. I have been before. But the reality is I have not read anywhere in the word of God where Joshua asked God to give me the city. But when I read the story, it was God that went to Joshua and told Joshua, this is what I'm going to do for you. I can just help somebody along the way and just encourage you just a little bit to let you know that there are some things that God have for you that you hadn't even asked him about. You don't know nothing about it. It's not even on your radar. It's not even something that you would even think of that God have in store for you. I get it. If I can put a pause right there because I'm always thinking about heaven and I'm always thinking about eyes have not seen nor ears have heard that which God has in store. And that's so wonderful. It's so beautiful to know that God have heaven in store for me. And there are some things in heaven that God has in store for me that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard. But if I can just rewind the tape and bring you back to 2023 and December the 2nd to let you know that there are some things that God has in store for you right here on this earth that everything isn't about when I get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that's going to be although I can't wait to get to heaven because what a day of rejoicing that's going to be but do you not know that God want us to rejoice right here do you not know that there are some things that God have in store for you right here do you not know that there are some things that God is setting up for you right here but the problem is we don't want to follow instructions see the thing about preaching what I love about preachers is that you know when you get them excited then you can just take a pause you get them excited they get built up and then you hit them with a you just don't want to listen and then you get quiet <laughs> because we wanted to matter there are some things that God have in store for you that is just for you and I remember back in the day I don't hear it as much like I used to where we used to talk about the pressing down shake it up running over and the, you know that God has some stuff just for you got my name on it you can't take my hey, hey. and I get it there are some blessings that God have in store for me and I get that and the only way that I can obtain it is by way of following that said 
the Lord. Oh, I wish the church was packed here today because I believe that there are those that should be in these seats. And I get it. Everybody's here. It's supposed to be here. But do you not know there are some individuals that should be here that's not here right now? I get it. I realize that the enemy is busy, that the enemy is, wants, is on the attack. I get it. The enemy don't want you to hear nothing thus saith the Lord. But the reality is, is that God's word is going to go forward with or without you being in these seats because God is determined to get the job done. There is something that God wants to do. And he said, listen, I want to bring you along with me because do you not know that God could have very well taken that city without all of the, with, with, with all of the trumpets blowing and all of the marching around and, and all of the things that God was asking Joshua to do? Do you not know that God could have very well just snapped his finger or even just did something on a whole other another level and gave that city over to Joshua? But there are times, here it is again, family of God, I need you to follow me. There are times when God is calling you to the table because God wants your input. Everything isn't always about, well, 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 God, what do you want? There are things that God said, I've given you authority over already. You just have to walk in it. You just have to believe it. You just have to trust that what I said I'm going to do, that I'm going to do it. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't line up. You got me marching around this city, being all quiet folk looking at me. They judging me. They talking about me. Can I go there? There are things that God has in store for you, and all you have to do is follow his lead. So many times we want to do it our own way. So many times we want to jump in and take over because we feel like I've done it all these many years. You know, I've been at this thing for, called Christianity for so long. My mama was in it. My grandmama was in it. Matter of fact, I was born right there on that pew right there. I know all about this. And there ain't nothing you can tell me. And the reality is you don't know what you really think you know because the truth of the matter is what you think you know is wrong. And if I could just help you along the way to put you back on God's side because you can't think a thought without God. There is nothing you can even think of if it wasn't for God. So I don't know why we don't like following after his plan. I don't know why. I don't understand why we don't like following his lead. But Joshua has painted a very well picture to let us know exactly what we have to do. If I could just give you a quick background. Just God's instructions for the conquering of this city called Jericho. You see, Jericho was uh, 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 was entirely closed off in anticipation of the attack by the Israelites. Understand me, the Bible starts out in chapter 6, verse 1, said that the city was closed up, shut down. These folk in Jericho had feared God's folk before they even got there. Because you do understand that the city wasn't built overnight. That there was some time and effort given into building this city called Jericho. And these individuals that lived in Jericho built this fortress, built this city to keep Israel out. Now, I'm going to put another pen right there because some of us are going through some things right now. Some of us are, 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 are experiencing some things right now. We're doing our best to try to shut the door, lock it down, got the boats all on it. You got the dead boats. You're trying to keep God out. And the truth of the matter is you can't keep God out. 
I don't know why we keep trying to shut the door and put up stuff and put up barriers and try to do this and going over here and trying to avoid that and we looking over yonder way and we're doing all these other things and no matter where you go he's already been there they tried to shut the city down to keep the children of Israel out they feared the children of Israel. So why they fear them? They've heard the story. They know the story of Moses when God set the children of Israel free and they got to the Red Sea and Moses, through God, parted the Red Sea. And the Bible says that the children of Israel walked over on dry ground. And that wasn't enough right there. You would think that that was enough. But what really probably spooked them was that all of Pharaoh's army, the Bible says, drowned in that Red Sea. And I don't know about you, I know if I had an enemy, hallelujah, or somebody that I was bullying or, 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 or trying to get over on, if I heard they had that kind of power, I think I would build a fortress too to keep them out. I think, I think, I, I think the truth of the matter is I will, I, I, I will do everything I can to keep these individuals out, to keep them from trying to get to me. And that's what they did in Jericho. They built this fortress. This wall was so wide and so thick. I'm told the Bible tells us that you could ride a chariot on top. Matter of fact, this wall was so massive, there were houses on top of it. You know the story of Rahab. Amen, amen. And, and, and so this was, this was a massive uh, 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 wall that was set up to keep folk out and to keep them in. Now, what kind of life is that? But they felt that that was the best thing for them. And so this city was shut up. You see, God spoke to Joshua and told him that he was going to give Israel the victory. God spoke to Joshua, told him, this is what I'm going to do for you. Why would God give Joshua the victory over Jericho? You have to understand that this right here was a staple in the ministry of the Israelites. You see, when God does something for you on, a, on that level, when God show up in your situation and you didn't ask for it or you wasn't looking for it, that means that God is setting up something that only you can do. That only you are able, that you are the one. Nobody else can do it. God couldn't have gone to nobody but Joshua. There are things that God has only chosen you for. There are things that only God, that, 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 that God has only uh, assigned to you. There are, there, there, there are things, I, I, I get it, I understand it. I, I, you will love to pass that thing over to somebody else. Whatever it is, it could be even unemployment. It, it, it could be a giant, it, it could be a lay, whatever it is, it could be a sickness. God said, listen, I'm allowing this thing to happen in your life because there is something greater that I want to do in your life. And you have to go through this experience in order for you to make it through the next experience. So you will have to understand, I'm doing this for my good. I love the way the Bible said, it says all things work together for the good of them who are called according to the purpose of God. So God said, I'm doing this because of what I'm trying to receive out of you. I need to get more out of you. You're not giving me everything that you have. 
And in order for me to push you, in order for me to get more out of you, I have to send you through this. I have to allow this to happen because if I don't allow it to happen, you will continue to sit back and let life pass you by. You will continue to allow things to just go haphazard. So I have to put you in a place. I have to allow stuff to happen. I have to allow stuff to show up, to nudge you a little bit, to get you off center just a little bit, to let let you know that I am still God. Sometimes God does. Oh, I feel you right there. Sometimes God does stuff in your life because he's trying to prove not just to you, but to the person next to you, to the person down the street, to the person on the next aisle. God is trying to show them through you that I am still God. I still have all power. See, God can't do all of that when we don't allow God to lead the way. When we don't do things God, wait, God said, there are so much I want to do for you. There is so much I want to yank out of you. There is so much. See, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not even using half of your potential because you're too busy looking to the left and to the right. And you're not looking at me, the author and the finisher of your faith. I have something that the world can't give you. And since the world can't give it, the world can't take it away. So why do we still look to the left and look to the right? Instead of looking to the one that spoke life into us. Why do we still do all of that? God is simply saying, I am that I am. If you would but just let me lead the way. So Joshua found himself in this situation where he was called to go to Jericho and enter into a battle. A battle that he didn't ask for. A battle I can imagine what didn't even want. But God said, I need you to go. And you have to ask yourself that question, family of God. Are you willing to go into the unknown? Are you willing to go into that place that is not really the norm for God? Are you really ready? Are you ready to be ridiculed for God? Are you ready to be talked about for God? Why do I have to be talked about, preacher? Why do I have to be ridiculed, preacher? First and foremost, you have to understand that God has have to do everything to get the drought out of your life. There are things that we hold on to, things that we cling to, things that we won't let go of. And God said, in order for me to get the best out of your life, I've got to get rid of some things, some stuff that is near and dear to you, some sins that you just don't want to part ways with. There are some things that you know you need to let go of. There are some things you need to rid yourself of because I need a people that is willing to go with me all the way. And you really can't do it, family of God, when you're still holding on to stuff. Oh, yeah. How do I know? Oh, yeah, I used to hold on to stuff. And the reality is there's some stuff I still hold on to. Oh, yeah. I know you want to know what it is, but I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> I, t- I told my wife this morning, I said, I'm going to try to stay in the pocket. 
That's why I tell the band, I'm going to stay in the pocket. The band was in the pocket, I'm going to stay in the pocket. But, 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 but I need us to understand that there are some things that we all struggle with. And as I talk and speak and preach to you, I'm also speaking and preaching to my own circumstance because you have to understand I preach hard like this because I'm trying to preach myself out of a devil's pit and into a, into a God's heaven. I'm trying to get my life right as well as God using me to help get you right. So I do what I do because I want to see him face to face. I say what I say and I live how I live because I want to see my Jesus face to face. So I walk proudly and I speak boldly because I understand that he that has begun a good work in me is faithful to bring it to completion. So I trust him when I can't trace him. I believe him when believing is unbearable. And I've got to the point in my Christian experience where I've learned how to hold on even if I got a holler. Hey! Because he's good like that. Oh, I feel my help right there. He's good like that. He woke me up this morning and started me on my way. It was God that put food on my table, clothes on my back, got me up every morning wondering what should I wear today. Remember back in the day that wasn't an option. I slept ready roll. That's all I had. So I've got to the point where I'm doing it God's way. Not my friend's way. Not my cousin and them way. <laughs> but I'm doing it God's way because he's the only one that I can answer to. Mama can't do it. Daddy can't do it. I love mama, love my daddy when he was alive and well with us. But daddy can't do nothing for me right now. But God is still faithful. So Joshua, I need you to go take the city. I know you're scared, Joshua. I know it's a little, you know, maybe a little intimidated. But here it is. Let me just help you along the way because you have to understand that when you have God on your side, there is no need to be fearful. There's no need to be afraid. There's no need to be intimidated by what you see. See, I've learned a long time ago through a text from my wife. Don't look at what you see. Because sometimes what we see can be scary. Sometimes we look at our situations and our circumstances. We look at that wall and it looks a little intimidating. You mean this massive wall? You want me to take this? How are we going to do that, God? How, how is that? See, see, you asking the wrong question. It's not how am I going to do it or, or how you going to do it. It's how I'm going to do it. And too many times we asking God, how am I supposed to do it? Lord, how you want me to do that? Well, see, that's the problem. You're not going to do it. You can't do it. You don't have the know-how to do it. You're not equipped to do that. You're not built to take on that type of stuff. You're not built to be stressed, to deal with stress. Now, for real, for real, we're not. It was never God's design for us to be overwhelmed and overworked. But because of the sin factor, we are dying by the droves of heart attack and, 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 and all these different diseases because we done worked ourselves to an early grave. And God is saying, that was never my intent. So you're trying to do it your own way. So you're looking at your situation. You're looking at your Jericho. You're looking at that wall. And you're trying to figure out how you're going to make it over. No, no, no. See, you're, not, you're going about it wrong. Let me help you, family. You have to do it God's way. 
Because God's way is not only the best way, but God's way is the only way. It's the only way. There's no other way. Jesus said it best. He said, there is no other way to the Father but through me. It's the only way. Many times we want to look for all these different shortcuts and all these different rules. And, and uh, uh, No, no, there's only one way to the Father, and that is through the Son. There is only one way to knock those walls down, and that is through the power of God. And if God said it's coming down, family, I need you to understand it today that the wall is already down. It ain't coming down. It's all, if God said it, it's guaranteed. I've come to learn that when God speaks, I just, I'm all ears. So which brings me to my first point. And we have to learn. We want to talk about doing it God's way. We have to first of all understand that we have to overcome the obstacles uh, of communication. Let's just, let's just be real in here, family. I know I told you to raise your feet up a little bit, but see, you ain't listening. So you, I'm about to run them over because, see, we don't communicate. <laughs> we don't. We don't communicate with God like we should. I, I, I know it. I know it. Some of us ain't prayed all week except on the prayer line. Where you at, Sister? Sister Lakita. Okay, thank you. I got one amen corner over there. Some of us, we don't communicate with God. That's how you don't, that's why you don't know how to go about doing it God's way. If you got to talk to God to do it God's way, you can't just wake up osmosis and just start moving and expecting this thing to work out. You got to spend time with him in prayer. Spend time with him in the word. You got to spend time with him in your testimony. Tell somebody about the goodness of God. Tell them that God is able. Quit crying about your situation. Quit crying about your problem. And you want somebody to follow you into the kingdom. I'm not following you nowhere with you crying. Every, I don't want to go there. I don't know what kind of place you're going. Every time I see you, you got tears of ain't joy. Just, <laughs> and you want me to follow you where? Uh-uh, I think not. The God that I understand is a good God. He's a worthy God. He's a God that would give us. He will supply all of our needs. So, so even though it don't look good, that's just looks. It's called cosmetics. It's just dressed up like that. But it really looked like victory. What it really looked like is an overcomer. I'm really anointed. I'm really gifted. I'm really already, I've already won. Really, the truth be told, it's already a done deal. So I don't have to get caught up in my circumstances. Rent due? Oh, I got you, baby. Just trust God. Believe that he's working something else out on your behalf. Oh, you're trying to get in school? Oh, don't worry about that either. Because God is always doing something for his children and God did not bring you this far to leave you God is not the kind of God that will set you up for some type of failure but God is a God that sees the end from the beginning and God is always working stuff out that's why I get excited when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah I pray him. I magnify him. I give him glory because he's that good to me. Oh, yes. Oh, he's good like that. 
So I don't worry about all that other stuff. I know it. I know it. You say, Pastor, you just sinned. No, I'm saying I'm, pra- I'm preaching what I practice. Let me, let, me, let me say it again. I'm preaching what I practice. I don't practice what I preach. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's, no, no. I, you know, you used to say all the time, you know, practice what you preach. No, I'm not going to practice something, and, you know, and pre- preach what I don't practice. No, what I'm telling you is what I've already done. So I'm preaching what I've already been through. So I'm not going to go through something and then tell you, uh, you know what, this is what we should do. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe if we do this. And I'm figuring out with you. Anybody want to go on a... Some type of journey with somebody, y'all figuring it out as y'all go. I think I want somebody that's already been through it. Help me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm gonna go through a maze and uh, uh, go through some type of uh, uh, what is it, excursion or some type of deep sea diving, no, I don't. Don't get me down there with somebody and he's trying to figure out where to fin, where to, how to work the mask, and, and he got the, the 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 window thing on the back, and he got the flippers on the wrong feet. And, and, and you over here talking about let's go. Now, nah, brother, we ain't going nowhere. Not with you. We ain't. No, sir. No, sir. I need somebody that has already been through this thing. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus said, let me come down here and help my people along the way. I need them to be able to look. I see, you know, we can't even look at each other half the time. I'm just putting us preachers and us teachers and leaders on the phone. Listen, sometimes you can't look up here at me. I liable to rub you the wrong way. I liable to say something that make you leave here and never come back again and say that preacher, he, 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 he this, that, and the third. And I'm be like, well, you know, Lord, I was just saying what you said. He said, no, son, that's not what I said. Well, Lord, what did I go wrong at? Well, first of all, you didn't pray. You got up here in your own flesh and you're claiming it the anointing. Now you're operating from your talents. You're not operating from the spirit. You're operating from, you, 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 you just, you, you've been doing it for so long. Now you done got comfortable and you kind of figured out the master plan. You figured that you could just get up here and do it. And, it, and that's what we do sometimes. We come to church. We sing in the choir. We play mu- music. We get on the usher board, the deacon board, and we figure that this is what I do. And you're doing it, but you're doing it in the wrong spirit. You're doing it with the wrong attitude. And you're not doing it God's way. I'm going to have you put your feet down. I know you're about to catch a cramp. I'm going to have you put your feet down in a minute. <laughs> feet up in there. That's that picture. That's vivid, boy, I tell you. But we have, to, we have to communicate. I'm about to get out of here. Not only that, but we have to learn. We're talking about doing it God's way. We have to learn how to defeat difficulties through compliance. In other words, we have to learn. It's right there in the text. I didn't read the first one, but the first one, if you want to go back, it's found in verses 1 and 2, uh, 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 communicating with God. The second thing we have to understand right there in verse 6 and 7, we have to learn how to defeat difficulties through compliance. Joshua said it this way. Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. Not in behind, not behind, in front of it. And he ordered the people, advance, 
March around the city with the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. See, instead, in, 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 in the face of such great obstacles, Joshua complied to the plans of the Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joshua complied. Joshua, it didn't make sense. I mean, march around the city one time, just get up early in the morning. Go march around the city and go back home. Don't say a word. Don't make a sound. Don't blow. But march around the city and then go back home. It just doesn't make. And then do this for six days. Get up. Go to Jericho. March around the city and go back home. Get up. Go to Jericho, march around the city, and go back home. What kind of, what kind of fighting, what, 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 what kind of foolery, what, what, how are we supposed to win? They looking at us. They talking about us. See, we get caught up in what people say about us. Why you eat that way? Why you worship that way? Why you do this that way? Instead of focusing in on the assignment that God has given you as a believer and doing it God's way, we get twisted and sidestruck and we start doing it everybody else's way. And then we wonder why there is no victory. And we wonder why there is no overcoming. And we wonder why we still struggle in an area that God has clearly given you the victory if you will but just do it God's way. Just simply do it his way. I know it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense for me. But I had to learn. I had to come to a place in my relationship with God to learn how to simply trust him. And God, here it is. You ready, family? Here it is. It don't need to make sense to me. We want everything to be explained away and, and, and everything to line up and, and everything to make sense. Sometimes you just have to let go of what makes sense when you're dealing with God and do what don't make sense. Matter of fact, it may not make sense to me, but it sure makes sense to him. And I'd rather operate off of what makes sense to him than what makes sense to me. Because I've been wrong so many times. I thought she was the one. I thought he was the one made all the right moves and was saying all the right things. And I thought that was the right job. I thought that was the right thing to say and the thing to, and come to realize it was just as wrong as two left shoes. And God is saying it is high time that you do it my way. So Joshua had to learn to be compliant to comply with what God said, even if it didn't make sense to Joshua. He said, march, I'm going to march. I don't did, well, well, why are you marching that way? It, it, listen, 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 I'm going to need you. Listen, when a person come to you, I'm a little pen right here, and, and, and they want you to explain something that don't make sense to you already, don't, don't, don't try to make it make sense to them. 
We, that, that's what we, we, it don't make sense to us already, but because we don't want to seem out of step or seem foolish or seem like we just doing something that don't make, we're going to try to explain something that we don't even know nothing about anyway. Just say you don't know. I don't know, but God said do it, and this is what I'm going to do. Well, why are you doing it? I don't know. I, God said this is what we are to do. And this is what we're going to do. Now, you may not understand it. You may not like it. If that's the case, I'm going to need you to stand over here about 50 feet because you look too close. And I don't want what you got jumping off over here. <laughs> Can I say that in here? Okay, that's my, that's my, um, my, um, <laughs> So my wife, I said, I'm going to try to stay in the pocket. I'm going to try to stay in the pocket because I love to say something. You know, I'll say something. Sister, you sh- <laughs> Lastly. See, w- <laughs> Lastly. If we're going to do it God's way, the impossibilities become possibilities when we do it in confidence. We have to walk in confidence. We have to do what we do as believers, as children, the last day folk. We have to do it with confidence. In other words, you have to do it like you know God. Like you know, like, like we were together, we were together 15 minutes ago. We were, me and him, like this. We have to walk like we know him. See, when I was out there, I used to hang with the folk and we used to roll like we knew it. Look, I knew I could say to you whatever I want to say because I knew homeboy over here had my back. We have to move with God like God has our back. We have to walk like God is with us. Talk like God's with us. Move like God's with us. I ain't scared of none of y'all because I got Jesus. <laughs> I don't worry about it anymore. I do what I do because of God. He didn't want to put me in here. He didn't want to woke me. If God didn't want me, he should have left me alone. But he did this. So don't get mad at me. Get mad at God because he opened that door up that I refused to go back out of. I'm locked in. Since I took the brakes off, I can't stop if I want to. I'm just up in here, up in here. God, see, you have to, if you want to do things my way, you have to move in confidence. Verse 20 tells us that when you move in confidence, when the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And as the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the Bible says that the walls collapsed. They didn't walk around that wall timid. They didn't walk around that wall in fear. After six days of doing this, you telling me they scared? How you going to walk around something for six days and then on the final day when victory is looking at you in the face, now you want to get scared and, and start talking about, I don't know. I don't think we should do that. 
You've been doing it all week long, and now all of a sudden you get to the last day when victory is right here at our fingertips. You telling me I need to give up now? Devil, get behind me and give me 50 feet. You are rebuked in the name of Jesus. I'm doing it God's way. And when you do it God's way, the Bible said the wall came down. All you have to do is do it the way God said do it. And the only way you will know what God said is when you communicate with him. And when you communicate with him, then you have to learn how to be compliant with the communication. And once you've been compliant with the communication, I need you to walk in confidence. And know that he that has begun a good work in you is faithful. And that God will not put no more on you than what you are able to handle. I'm finished. I'm about to take my seat, but I want to leave you with this right here. Go in God's grace. Go in God's peace. And at the end of the day, do it his way because any other way is the wrong way. I've learned over the years that God is my present help. I've learned over the years that he is a keeper. I've learned uh, over the years uh, that God got me. I've learned uh, over the years uh, that he will never leave me. I've learned uh, over the years uh, that he is a stabilizer, that he is my victory. He's my everything. He's my water when I'm thirsty, my food when I'm hungry. God is uh, my supply. God is uh, my all. God is my everything. God is whatever I need him to be. God is. Whoa. God is. So I've learned not to worry about it, but simply do it God's way. Ah. Hey, 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 hey. God's way. It's the only way. We used to say it's the best way. But the reality is it's the only way. There is no other way. Many have tried and many have failed because there is only one way to the Father and that is through Jesus. I don't know who you are today but you may be looking for that special touch from the Father. I want you to get that touch. I want you to receive that touch. So if you permit me, I would like to introduce you to the one that is able to supply your needs and lead you to the Father. If you have a desire to get to know Christ today and you may be even looking for a church home or a church family or just want a special prayer, I just want to invite you to meet me down here we can see how we can make those things happen. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? There may be somebody here that 
was touched by the message. You are ready now. You are ready now to follow God all the way. You've tried to do it your way. You've tried to do it their way. But today the message spoke to your heart and now you are ready to do it God's way. If you're that person, could you just stand with me? Is there one? Is there one? Hallelujah. Amen. I see you. I see you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Love you, Lord, our Father and God. Again, we are so thankful. We're so blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. Oh, God. Ha! We've tried so many different ways. But today we declare right here, right now, that we're going to do it your way. Prayer life, your way. Faithful in our giving, your way. Testimonies, your way. Our life, your way. We're going to do it your way. We tried it. We've been disappointed every time. And it always brings us back to you. So, Lord, today is the day where we put all that foolishness aside. And we declare right now that we want to do it your way. Thank you so much for blessing us with your word. We pray that it will fall on good ground, bear good fruit. Go out and tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus as we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. Amen again. Let's put our hands together and worship God in this space. Praise God for that beautiful message, Pastor. And we just want to just encourage you to be faithful. Uh, outreach team, uh, homeless ministry team will be going out this evening. If you all want to join us, we invite you. If you want to just help put the baskets and things together, we invite you to do that. If you can't do either one, just pray for us. Amen. 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 And we're going to go out one more time after today. That'd be on the 23rd of December, but we want to encourage the church. If you have any coats, socks, hats, gloves, anything that will help a person outside, we invite you to donate those to the church. Amen. Because God said, if you've done it unto the least of them, as though you have done it unto me. Amen. At this time, we're going to stand for our benediction. Heavenly Father, truly, we do have been in this place, Lord. We thank you for using the pastor in a mighty way, Lord, to encourage our hearts, Lord, to do it your way. Father, we pray that you will make help us to be faithful to that end, Father, to trust you in all that we do. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace both now and forevermore. And the church said together, amen. You may be seated as the deacons usher you out.